Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to Opening Set. This is your boy, King Most, riding shotgun, is my man, John Reyes. As always, making sure this show is produced just right for our awesome listeners. little housekeeping, follow us on all socials, uh, Opening Set on Instagram, the SoundCloud, the MixCloud. We're on Spotify, which we sometimes forget to tell you, but yeah, we're on Spotify. And uh, check us out anywhere else you check out the podcast. Subscribe. You know, give us five stars, make a cool comment. More importantly, pass it on to a friend, repost it, retweet it, do whatever you want to do. And today's guest is none other than King Marie. She's an ambassador of Chicago and Philippine X culture, creative director, traveling DJ, has residencies all over the country, and also a uh, musician. She has an EP out right now. And this conversation, you know, we talked about a lot of awesome things, uh, and I'll get into that a little later. But I think what really uh, caught me off guard in a good way is her being such a young artist having such a clear and distinct artistic vision and direction. Me calling myself a DJ is just like a very small part of what I'm capable of as a human, as King Marie, you know what I mean? So it's like music has become my platform, but everything else that I do is like in my head what's way more important. For me, it was understanding that music was my gift right like god gave me like this talent to be able to share with everyone but i had to realize that like organizing and connecting people was just what i did naturally if i wasn't doing that then i wasn't helping like how can i make the world a better place that's what i try to figure out also in this chat we talk about her immigrant parents understanding her creative lifestyle being a creator with substance and a moral compass and you know a lot of djs we always talk about should we play this artist should we play that artist so in this talk a chicago artist talks about kanye and r kelly i think my takeaway and this was something that's been rattling my head since we finished the conversation i think um to see so many other djs are very successful with huge platforms and influence kind of taking a very apolitical stance is really great to see someone with success that's working with a lot of great big brands have a clear artistic vision and just being about something besides just getting the gigs and getting the likes it really meant so much to see that right away especially in these times so you know a lot of props and i love to uh, king marie you can find her on all socials under king marie k-i-n-g-m-a-r-i-e and also again find her on spotify as well instagram and soundcloud all right opening set king most king marie john reyes reyes in spanish is what king aha triple word score here we go opening set peace all right check one check one two check one two how are we doing everybody welcome to opening set podcast season two episode five this is your boy king most and as always my man john reyes producer extraordinaire making sure this train does not explode and kill us all very special guest is our new bff direct from chicago she goes by king marie yeah, yeah. Air, horns, air, horns, air horns air horns air horns yeah, yeah. Thank you for coming. <laughs> yeah, no, do all that. Do the reggae sound effects and the... Yeah, yeah. Gunshot, 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 gunshot. Yeah, thank you for coming through. You had a crazy weekend here in San Francisco. Yes. This is your first time here in the Bay. It is my first time here. Uh-huh. Did you, like, do the very touristy things? I like, did no touristy things, actually. Good job. Um, thank you for doing yeah, that. Yeah, you know what? I think... Uh, I was like, yo, I can always come back and see Golden Gate Bridge and like, you know, and see like the full house, like whatever. <laughs> Penny, Penny yeah, 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 yeah. So 
I'm I'm just very grateful that I got to just like spend time with you know the homegirls and and meet the people and you know just, just yeah just like-minded kind of, people yeah, yeah and just like be like Bay Area what do y'all call yourselves Bay Area well that's what I say because some people say, oh I'm gonna go out to the Bay some people say like Frisco. People that don't live here, they say San Fran. That like kind of drives me wild. Yeah, it's like yeah, San yeah. Fran's like, what's the, what's the Chicago, the Chicago equivalent of that? Um, they- so right, that's that's kind of how I feel when people say Shy Town. Like no one from Chicago says <laughs> Shy Town. You know, like everyone. Exactly. That's that's how you know. It's like the shy, the go Chicago. Like just not Shy Town. Yeah, I, I, it's I just you. Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been smooth. I've been able to just like kick it with locals and um we went to jack london square square yeah yeah <laughs> i've been fucking up names the whole time like of areas like i've literally haven't like i don't know where i've been like uh-huh. geographically i've just been kind of like you know walk like oh we're going to the market i'm like all right cool like walk to the market you know um i stayed in lake Merritt. okay area yeah Which i don't fucking kinda, know what any of this it's okay means. Yeah, i yeah, would yeah. expect you to and right. I, yeah trust me it's it's all good but you'll be back here i assume many other times so yeah, by then you'll slow you know get what? i think i feel like i'll be here often and very very soon yeah maybe before the year ends good yeah Who no because you're connecting with uh marky and desi and those yes. are those are my boys like Yo. we actually throw parties together those are like my brothers so to see you linked up with them especially knowing your um not just with your music but your kind of your creative vision in general right you're lined up with the best possible people so Yo, this is it's, yeah synchronicity has been so crazy like everyone that i've met here the love has been so overwhelming. Yeah, I've never felt this welcomed in a city for the first time. So I just feel like I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. You know. Are you going to have the feeling where you go back, you know, you're going back inspired home? Yeah. You know what? I don't know if inspired is the word. It's more like I'm just in awe of Filipino culture in the Bay. There's definitely um, a difference, right, of how like everyone here is just like, so supportive and there's like I mean strength in numbers right like there's so many Filipinos here but where it's like in Chicago it's more spread out there's no specific neighborhood or like monthly event where everyone can congregate you know like the quote-unquote cool Filipino kids kind of like you know they're all my best friends like you know and there's like three four five six seven of us you know and then everybody else kind of has their own crews or whatever but here it's just like everybody is so in tune with each other and like builds together and like like that's how I've been able to connect with y'all because I was hired by them and because I was hired by Hella Panay. You know, like it's all been a link on this side. So I think for me it's kind of been a model in my head of what I want to try and make Chicago be like. Yeah, that was actually know? a question I had. Is this because yeah. I know um I was looking at your Twitter and you had a similar event recently. Yes. Uh, yeah. which is about celebrating Philippine X culture. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um tell us you know for the people that aren't sure about that. Yeah. So basically the first Philippine X I did was at a smaller venue at a hotel and you know I wanted to celebrate Filipino creatives. Because there's not really anything for us. My Aunt Natalia, who runs uh, Filipino Kitchen, like she does something beautiful with cultura and connects people through food, you know. Um, because, like, you know, what other way can you connect all cultures but uh, by through food? Because, you know, you can taste it. You everyone can, can eat. Exactly. Everyone, everyone eat. wants to eat. Everyone wants to, you know, that's. Yes, yeah. I will eat. You yeah. know what Everyone I mean? Everyone wants their In-N-Out burger. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> well. So for me, it's like that is amazing. But for what I do, it resonates the most through my arts, right? Like everything I do is through 
you know, my mind and my creativity. So it's like I wanted to celebrate the people that I know because, like, to me, it's like, yo, there's no space for us, you know, and there's no one highlighting Filipino people in a way that I wish it could be, right? So it's like, damn, if no one's doing that for you, then you have to do it yourself. So, you know, I feel like it's... <laughs> and I recently have had so many conversations in, in regard to, like, how God is working through me and like, I'm just doing the work. Right. And, you know, like, I don't want any, I don't really want any praise from it. It's like, I just know that somebody got to do it. So, and I can do it. I have the capacity to do that. So, and I've always said that once I have a platform, I will use that to help others. That's dope. I'm getting chills listening to this. This is important. It is. And so like, I realize that it's important work, but for me, it's like, I'm never really satisfied, you know, like, okay, that's Job. Like, the first Philippinex was, like, smaller. Um, I had two artists, one of uh, my boys, Luis de Guzman, and my girl, Swiper, collabed on a piece. Like, she did photography, and then he did graphic design on top of it, kind of, like, making me look like I had a Filipiniana dress, like, in his illustration. So I highlighted their pieces in the show, full Filipino DJ lineup, and packed the place on a Sunday day party, you know, and basically that venue told me I wanted to make it a monthly, you know, to celebrate us monthly. And they told me no. And Fuck what that way. What is you know, why? But it's, but it's, <laughs> what was there? What was there? Um, I, don't, I don't necessarily know what the reason is, but, you know, what I've learned is the power of no, like in both sides of it, like for me saying no to things that I don't have time for anymore. You know, like I used to say yes to everything, but like now I understand the power of no on my side, but also the power of no for people telling me no, meaning that it's not for me, right? So I have to think outside of that. Because at first it's like, I was livid. I was so mad because I was like, yeah, because I was like, what? I did everything right. Like I filled the space with nothing but black and brown people. Like I connected people. I celebrated my culture. And, you know, sometimes I have to understand that like I'm not for everybody or like what I'm doing isn't for everybody to understand as much as I would want them to. But it just wasn't right yet. Right. So the whole purpose of me doing this second Philippinex was to do it on a larger scale so that I could get more people's attention to where it mattered most you know like if I was going to do like a monthly it wouldn't have the same value as what I did at the annex that has a capacity of like 600 people you know and like that night I wish I had a counter because I don't really know how many people actually like were in and out within the four hours. All I know is that we ran out of alcohol four times. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So like the projected, <laughs> like, so the projected amount of what I thought it was going to be was quadrupled, you know, like, so <laughs> like I had people that were on my team and like, you know, everyone had their job, but like I was literally running a block to Walgreens before it closed to get mixers. I was running to this liquor store like twice to get ice and get more alcohol. And, you know, it was just like, that was fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I was okay with spending out of pocket what I did because it was like, it was so much bigger than what anything could cost. Like people drove up from 
Indianapolis and Ohio. Like Filipino people, yes, communities out there. Yes, because there's nothing for us in the Midwest, you know. So that's so crazy. I didn't mean to cut you off. That's so crazy because growing up in the Bay Area, John's Filipino, my partner, she's Filipino. All my like majority of my friends are Filipino or Asian. That just sounds like oh, that's really bizarre. And I guess I've been very lucky and. Um, yeah, fortunate to see a lot of people that are Filipino that are doing stuff for the greater good. And that's what you're doing here. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it elevates your brand, but also to know that people come from far and wide just to be around other people yeah. that just have the same experience. You know, and that's that's another thing. I was talking to my girl Steph today about how, like, with what we do, we never really think. We don't think of ourselves first, right? Like, and that's the beauty of it, where it's like, yes, like it does help my brand and like, you know, bring kind of this shine, this, this shine on my career. But outside of my musical career, like me calling myself a DJ is just like a very small part of what I'm capable of as a human, as King Marie. You know what I mean? So it's like music has become my platform, but everything else that I do is like, in my head, what's way more important, Yeah, you know? Like, well, what I was going to say is that, looking at your website, you're one of the few DJs who has, like, a clear mission statement from the start. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, we've interviewed some, like, legendary people and artists, uh, other DJs that are coming up as well, and we all kind of say, like, oh, I just liked it, or my older brother did it, or I was in the same crew. Yeah, 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 it's very yeah. kind of nebulous, like, oh, I just yeah. wanted to kind of DJ, but, you know, if I'm, what is, I'm going to read it. It's right. King Marie is a DJ, singer, and creative director. Her brand's mission aims to create a platform that will encourage the empowerment of women, children, and Philippine ex-culture. You know, you haven't been DJing that long, and to have such a clear identity, and also, but really so much hearing you talk, we've just met, and you have this very succinct and defined idea of what you want to be yeah. as a person. Mm-hmm. How'd you get to that point? Because again, I know people that are in their 40s, 30s, and they're yeah. like, oh, I just want to you know, make a living. I think... Um, Is it the spiritual aspect you mentioned earlier? I think earlier? so. I okay. think it's like this calling, you know? Like for me, music has always been my passion. Fashion has always been part of... Like it's just been fun, you know? Like I have a BA in fashion merchandising, so I worked in the industry for a little bit after college, and I put out an EP when I was 19, and then I started DJing when I moved to New York to fill the void of not singing and writing music and creating... So, like, I feel like I've lived all these lives. And, you know, like, it's the same thing. You know, everyone wakes up trying to figure out what is going to happen for that day or, like, what they want to do with their lives or, like, you know, waking up trying to do what you love every day, you know, like, trying to find their calling. And I think for me, it was understanding that music was my gift, right? Like, God gave me, like, this talent to be able to share with everyone but I had to realize that like organizing and connecting people was just what I did naturally if I wasn't doing that then I wasn't helping like how can I make the world a better place that's what I try to figure out me doing a DJ set that's the easiest thing to me in my mind you know so like if I'm not challenging myself then how am I not growing? Like, how am I not forcing myself to grow and become a better person or try and be just like a better artist or a better human in general, you know, like at the very least. Yeah. So I think, I don't know. I think, yeah, like there's there's been very, uh, there's been different situations in regard to how I've figured this out. And, you know, like I don't have all the answers, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Well, like Having at, all the answers is boring. Yeah, yeah you don't, like you don't at, want answers. You want at, to be wrong a couple times. At all, at all. Like I definitely don't have all the answers and I'm still in search of, like I'm forever in search of. But, you know, I think uh, 
yeah, there's just been so many revelations and so many like, so many signs and so many synchronicities of like, yep, I feel it. I'm on the right path. I'm doing the right thing. Thanks, God. Thank you, universe. Like, you know, just kind of being in gratitude of it all. Like, Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, just again, what you've been saying, you know, know, just kind of sharing yourself with us Mm -hmm. and what we're talking about prior. Does somebody like you that actually has a clear set of morals and is actually about something, does that ever kind of cause a tension between, you know, DJ life and getting gigs? Or it's kind of like, never? No. If anything, I think me understanding what I'm doing it for, like I was saying, like, the power of no, like, this year has been the first year that I've been able to decipher what's for me or not Mm -hmm. you know like I really used to take every gig in LA like I paid my dues by playing every gig because I wasn't from there and no one knew me so I was like well I'm going to force feed the name King Marie down everyone's throat you know and show everyone what I can do free or paid you know that's a big part BJ's only talk about they only talk about the big gig with the big check not like yo I should do uh, bring my gear for 50 bucks for five hours yeah man you know I in New York I used to play just for a free bar tab, you know, like that was my first residency, like at Fat Buddha, like I would go home almost like I would spend more money yeah. than, you know, than I would make. And then like, you know, the car ride back to Brooklyn versus what I kind of made at the bar. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's something that DJs don't really talk about, you know, and then being able to know what your worth is. But yeah, like this year I've been specific and it's also the first year that I've had management. One of my best friends manages me and one of my homies is my day to day. And I have a team now to where I can like bounce ideas off of and like ask if it's fitting for my brand. And but really the power of no, it's almost like people are so respectful of it, too. Like even if I say no, people are like, oh, like all good can you still pull up like you know like would you mind like and I'll still do shit like that like if I really believe in it but you know it's like for a nonprofit that doesn't have money a budget for me like it's kind of like man I wish I could do all free gigs like I love doing charity work you know but I have to also be like strategic as to like what I have time for like I can't just pull up like that's you know time is money at this point and and I wish I could, and it used to be where I could do that because I wasn't as busy as I am now. But, you know, if I can support, I will try how I can, or I'll suggest a different DJ. Like, I'm always down to help in any aspect, you know? But, yeah, it sounds mean, like, the no. saying no. Like, you know, no, like, no, it sounds mean, but at the end of the day, like, it's beneficial on both sides. Like, you know, I don't want to, like, shortchange anybody, or I don't want to, like, give anyone half of what I could give and you know yeah. like, so if I can just pull up I'll, I'll pull up talking about the whole power of no like for some reason I'm fine at that point too this is the first year like I turned down gigs now because mm-hmm. I think coupled with like just the the club owner the club venue what I have to play what I don't want to play just like you know what like I'm good I'll just take yeah, the night off because yeah. I know fortunately there's like un- more than enough other gigs around that date or later that month that's like I don't need this type of like headache, headache. In my life. yeah yeah playing, getting micromanaged right yeah. that's I cannot, I've worked so much, so it's not like I'm just like being a brat about where and what I want to play. It's like, no, I've already done all that. You know what I mean? Like to where it's like, I want to curate my own parties. So that's what I'm going to do because I don't want anyone to tell me what I can and can't do, you know? So it's like, I'm working with venues that know 
how I play and what my crowd is so that they understand that that's what it's going to be. That's such a very important component. Like John and I played this one club and it's one of the few bars that I actually stick around after the lights are on and I have a drink and we'll chop it up. And how was your night? Normally, unfortunately, I kind of grab the check like, all right, peace. Because not to say I'm not supported at a lot of bars, but it's or clubs. It's just a little different when the venue appreciates you for what you do specifically mm. and what you bring to mm-hmm. their sensibility. It's a partnership. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's something that somehow it's gotten very skewed. It's almost where it's, if it's not a partnership, they see it as like, you know, you're the help and we're paying you mm-hmm. and you should be so lucky and we'll find somebody else type of thing. And I, I, haven't, I haven't felt that in a long time, but the the camaraderie of a venue that yeah. supports you and what, you're, what you do and all it's, that stuff. It's so important. I mean, and like, you know, I think, so I was, I was raised by DJs, like my big brothers are DJs. So, you know, I was like a little kid carrying, you know, record bags to the van, like, and being excited, like, you know, or like touching vinyl, the excitement of feeling vinyl on your fingers, you know. But it's like, you know, we live in 2018 where everyone thinks they can DJ. I get it. I get the concept. But that's how you can tell, like, what venue will be appreciative of you as a DJ versus, like, thinking that you're... Expendable. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of 2018, I think we're kind of talking about this prior as well, is that, you know, you... I think it's safe to say you actually have a, a vision, a purpose that's not just about, I'm just here to play records and, mm-hmm. and rock a party. It's yeah. about kind of issues that kind of, um, you know, connect with like social justice yeah. and having a, a purpose and a stance. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and I think what I'm trying to wonder, and I wonder, and I'm going to ask you about, is I see so many DJs are very successful and they've kind of taken a very apolitical stance on what's going on in the year 2018. Mm-hmm. And it kind of relates to what's happening with Chicago. We're talking about Kanye. Yeah. Um, I mean, what can you, what could you tell them of anything like, are you, because I'm just waiting, what's going to be the thing that's going to make them say something? You know, you have this giant platform and it's, you know, Biggie DM DJs to hip hop DJs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, to me, it just disappoints me that they're just not really, they're kind of standing on the sidelines waiting for something to happen. And like, what do you think is going to be the thing that makes them say, okay, uh, there's things going on to say something? Especially when, like, when they're playing like largely black and brown music on top of you, that. Mm, you know what? My thing is, is... It depends on the person, right? So I think, like, you know, for me, yeah, like, I think my moral standards and my spiritual, like, understanding is, like, for me, it's, like, if you know better, then do better, mm. you know? Because then, like... Say it one more time. If you know better, do better at the very basis. Like, it's it's so simple. Like, in my head, it's so simple, and, like, it baffles me when people are, like... But it's a good record. It's like, okay, so I don't play abusers. I don't play rapists. I don't play, you know, I don't, I don't. There's so much music in the world, you know, where it's really easy. So, yeah, all the way up until Kanye visited the White House, I was, like, so supportive in terms of being, like, you know, like, he has mental health issues and, you know, he's an artist. He's, he's fucking Kanye West. There is only one fucking Kanye West. He will forever be top five artists in yeah, my book. Totally. But that interview, I couldn't even stomach the whole thing. Like, yeah, I couldn't I even watch. Like, I couldn't I'm even good. watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But when he started talking about, like, the I'm with her campaign for Hillary, like, it almost embarrassed me, you know, like it hurt. It hurt so bad because it was like, okay, not only, <laughs> not only are you like, just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, at this point, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, 
now you're being sexist, bro. Like, no, nah, I can't stand for that. You know, like at some points it's like, yo, R. Kelly has been like a pedophile for years. Yeah, like, that's for another decades. Thing. Yeah. Like it's not even just like years, but so but he had gotten the pass for so long. And so yeah, it's like at what point do you really start? It's like so, you know, how woke do you have to be to understand like that you shouldn't be supportive of this person? And like, you know, I've had so many like conversations regarding like, you know, separating the art from the artist. Mm-hmm. Which is again, I I not to not to you know jump in, but there's some truth to that, but again, there's a point where it's like, yo, this is blatant. Yeah. This is you, clear. This you, affects you know people's lives. The facts, like, yeah. of this person being a terrible person. So how could you support that? Like, I, you know, I, I mean, you know, it gets deep, but like, yeah, like, I won't play Kodak Black. I won't play Famous Dex. I won't play Chris Brown. I won't play anymore Kanye. Like, you know, at this point, I'm like, you know, and I and I might play Kanye again. Like, um soon well i I mean it's it's hard it's hard to say like i don't know if i'm ever gonna like back down from being this angry Mm -hmm. you know about the situation but it's like yeah like i'm boycotting playing kanye um you know there's there's a lot of artists that and both these artists are from your hometown like these these people walk on water in i mean they walk on water everywhere but especially in chicago yeah so i mean yeah and you know like we were talking about how like it's still on the radio, you know, like it's, I can't escape it and I can't make people think like me, you know, Um, but I can try, I can, if, you know, like, I don't know. So that makes me see this now. It's like, it's like making my brain move in the way of being like, well, I should start a movement. Like I should like have DJ sign petitions to like promise that they're not going to play these artists, you know? And, you know, like six, nine, like there's all these artists that are getting so, so much recognition, success. so much success, and yeah. so much radio play. But it pains me when there's like little girls that like are singing the words and have like no idea. Like they or or they do have an idea and they're like, yeah, but this song is so good. And I'm like, what? Like, come on. Like, you know, like you can you can there's so many like and at this point there's so many fucking artists like there's so many musical artists that have incredible music that are really good people you know what i mean that you don't you don't don't have to be a saint at this point just like i mean the bar is that low that you don't have to be you know doing brilliant work it's just like just don't be a fucking racist pedophile you know all these obvious things um yeah we were talking about the kanye thing and kind of going back to him for a longest time after he went to the white house after the election I don't think I've played any Kanye since. But in my head, I was like, all right, you know, we have a falling out with like that really eccentric friend. Like he's in a, mm. he's on a weird, he's in a weird, he's like, he's on timeout, mm. but in a couple of weeks, couple of months, he'll come back, be all good. We're gonna yeah. clear the air. Yeah. And then it keeps doubling down and doubling down. I'm like, yo, so yes, you know. Yeah. So I've just been relying in the club sets. I'm just playing to fill the Kanye void. I just play more like Drake and Jay-Z. And yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, I mean, yeah. which is yeah. yeah I mean that that, that fits. hits too. That fits. I think um but then it's like, you know, do I stop playing his production as well? Like, then, yeah, that, cut, yeah. then that cuts out, like, I mean, so at this point, it's just, like, his own artistry. Like, I'm not cutting out his production. Like, I am, like, I'm still in that in that sense where I'm, like, I'm so happy that Kanye's producing again. I think that's going to help bring him back to center, you know. And a lot of people, like, don't talk about mental health in general in in create like within creatives not at all it's shunned yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's shunned and and even in like you know in in like the asian like communities of color in general yeah Yeah, yeah. all all exactly like it's not 
talk. It's not talked about. It's not. Pro, it's it's just until now. I think. I think it's starting to, but I I just I just hope that people are are supportive in terms of artists because like we have the most sensitive minds. You know what I mean? Like if you're a creative, if you're an artist, like you're already seeing the world in a different light. So it's like if there's something wrong um, and you're acting out upon it, like I hope people understand like you know, to try and put their perspective in, like, the other person's shoes because it's, like, you don't know what the fuck is going wrong. Like, yeah, like, that's why I'm, like, man, I supported Kanye all the way up until then because I was just, like... Yeah, you were. Yeah, because I was, like, yo, like, I'm, like, it's a marketing ploy, like, for all of it, you know? Like, he, one week he's, like, he makes you love him. The next week he makes you hate him. I'm, like, ha-ha. Like, you know, like, I get what he's trying to do and, you know, he's in the Kardashian family. This shit gets deep. Like, we could talk about Kanye for so yeah, long. Yeah, and I'd but, rather talk about, well, there's a question I have for you, about the other artists in Chicago because um, there's, like, Mick Jenkins, Tokyo, Blended Babies, of course, yeah, Chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, it, what is, is there something in the water in Chicago? Because Chicago's always been this constant base of just dope music and we yeah. don't have to we can, you know, you can read the history books and it's Yo, from always. I, I'm, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm so grateful to be, be, to be part of the, like the move. There's like this, rev, this revolution that's happening. And yeah, like there's always dope artists coming out of Chicago um, and variety too. It's never like, yeah, oh, no we're name. all, yeah, yeah, like we're all hip hop artists. Like, you know, it's like every genre there's an artist that is killing the game that's a new artist um, and should be talked about. I don't know if it's just like there's so much variety because, and I'm sure it's like here, like where every neighborhood is different. You know what I mean? Like every side of the city is different. Some, it's been pre, it's pretty gentrified. So it's all yeah, one big I yoga mean, mat at this point, but it doesn't have <laughs> doesn't have the flavor that Chicago. I, you know what? Have. I hear that like so many so many people. Um, like my girl just moved back here after like ten years living on the East Coast, and she's like, "Man, this shit did not look like this." And yeah. you know, like everybody that's part of undiscovered like the whole point of like reclaiming that area and making it be like little filipino town is being got the city involved was yeah. because there was i think yahoo and twitter just had opened up like within yeah, that like, same block like five block spectrum and like i mean the same thing it's every city right gentrification is happening in the hoods in every city um but chicago specifically like every side of the city is different you know yeah, well people talk about south side chicago being one thing and then other yeah, buck, you yeah. know but uh, it's at bucktown that's where i stay and okay. all that stuff so yeah, I, yeah that's kind of so, what everyone has a different flavor so the thing is is like okay so i'm from the north side of chicago right and i don't think anybody that's from the north side of chicago is fucking blatantly being like yo i'm from the north side so like <laughs> you know for me like i'm so proud of where i grew up you know what is the north side like that so lincoln park is part of the north side of chicago like the north side what i consider the north north side right so i'm really from like the north west side of chicago i'm from like addison and cicero the north north side would be like by loyola by Sen. So it stretches really far, right? The north side stretches so far. But when people talk about the north side, it's like put in this like, oh, you from the white side of Chicago. And it's like, <laughs> you know, to me, it's almost offensive because it's like, nah, like where I was raised, it's a melting pot. Like I was so grateful to have been raised in, you know, a neighborhood that had black, brown, white everybody you know what I mean like there's neighborhoods in Chicago that are primarily just like Pilsen is a Mexican 
neighborhood. Like Little Village is a Mexican neighborhood. Hyde Park is a predominant, like is African American neighborhood. You know, like, and also that's why I'm so honored to like just be in the Bay because it's like I don't get to see this many Filipino people ever. You know, and it's so regular here, and everybody's dope. It's not like there's five Filipino people that are like creatives. You know, like everybody here fucking is a creative in a different industry. Like for me, it's like, yeah, like I had to resonate with um, Latinos and with black folks because there's no Filipino, little Filipino town in Chicago. Like that's not, there's not a Marky or a Desi. That's not a thing. No, like, you know, so, I mean, you know, like me, my best friend, Chris Classic, his wife, Jet runs marketing, for Adidas, like there's there's key players like Luis Guzman is is a graphic artist. Yeah. Like there is like key players in Chicago, but it's still pretty spread out. But we're all friends, you know what I'm saying? Like we're all friends, but you know that's why Philippine X was so important because it's like, okay, come through, let's all party and celebrate each other, you know, because we don't get to do this. Yeah, ever. I think also that idea of the whole it's spread out, but. The creative people always somehow find each other. Like, yeah, like you, yeah. like via Marky and John, we know yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah. And then it might go to other cities and other people come through. They're like, oh yeah, we all know mm-hmm. each other through the, you know, obviously social media conducts that makes it easier. Yeah. But I don't know what that is. It's, I guess creative kindred spirits always kind of find each other. It just kind of, yeah. and it's not just, it's, it's like global too. It's global. I mean, yeah, I'm so grateful for music. Like it's introduced me to many of my best friends, to some of the dopest people like that I've ever met and to connect with people like, we're strangers, clearly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is the first time that we're meeting, but it's like, yeah, we were able to meet just off the strength. Like, you know him, you know him. Now we know each other. You know what I mean? Like, it's like this dope connection, like, of people worldwide, too. You know, like, yeah, somebody can just look at my Instagram and be like, oh, yeah, like, let me book you for Dubai. You know, like... Does that happen? Um, I'm manifesting that right now. <laughs> okay, good. Well, send me a postcard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. well, like, I got we a bunch can, of homies. Let's all go to do yeah, that. I know my homies, D Styles and the Battle Lab people, like they're doing a bunch of turntables and stuff out there. And oh. uh, like my other homie, Zimmy with Jaddy Jeff, they were all out, out there. So, Amazing. yes, I will. I am, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm hearing there's so many Filipinos in Dubai and just so many dope people in Dubai. So, yeah. Hopefully. It's possible. I'm sure you know somebody directly. Yeah, yeah, you never like cut yeah. the dots. I have, I have homegirls that live in Dubai. Um, and family, you know. Wait, like, why, so why Dubai? Why? What is the, the appeal of Dubai to you? Because it's there's a glamour, um, there's a flex to it. Is there something I don't um, know? Um, nah, I just want to go. I really want to go. Um, I practiced Islam for a part of my life, and you know, I I would love to be in a Muslim country. You know that aspect. It's fucking a rich ass country. I would love to see the. The, the heights the, uh, the glitz the and wealth. glamour of it yeah um, yeah and just be able to play in in that setting like what I want to ride a camel <laughs> you know I yeah. want to do all the, of that there's still the, the touristy things that we talked about earlier yeah. like yeah the Golden Gate Bridge and, yeah, and now like, yeah, you see, yeah. yeah of course like as much as 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 snobby as you know people we can be about traveling oh I want to go where the locals go and yeah. we like I'll still go fucking ride a camel like you know I still went to the Statue of Liberty the first time I went to New York right I get, mean we, it's we just things that you have to do you know I mean that's why it's like I'm I'm okay I was okay with not like I haven't even gotten to hate street. Like I was, you know, it's chill. I mean, you, yeah, you'll be back. You'll yeah, be back. Exactly. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. that's why I'm not pressed about, I was impressed this trip. Cause like yesterday I literally had to save 
every ounce of energy. Like I had to DJ twice within a day and do an outdoor party and a club. Like so I was like, there's no way I'm about to like run around the city by myself and try and figure shit out. Yeah. Like so, I'm, I have to work twice yeah. today. So you, you come from Chicago, come out to the Bay. Like yeah. do you have to kind of like plan a different set, you think? Or like, because I've noticed there's two schools of thought. There's like, all right, I'm in the Bay. Mm-hmm. Let me play. Or I'm in this city. Let me play this city's music. Or I, the, I think the better approach is I'm in. I'm from this city. Let me bring that flavor to you. So what was it both or is it one of the other? It's a little. Do? It's a little bit of both. I mean, you know. So I was on the plane, kind of like organizing my music and like for me, I I don't ever plan sets. I don't like planning sets. If anything, I'll look over music just so that like I kind of refresh. Like if I have an idea of like oh like I want to make sure I play this song yeah. or whatnot. That's fun um, actually. The pre gig ritual. Yeah, That's yeah. My shit. Is that like, your that your pre gig ritual is uh, depending on the gig. If it's like a. If it's a different city, um, it depends on the city, too. For here, it was like, yo, and it's been so long that I've been on the West Coast. There was definitely songs that I wanted to make sure I played just because it was like, yo, like, hyphy music is the bay, you know? And, like, I'm so appreciative. When I lived in L.A., like, I had a homegirl that's from the bay that put me on so much Mac Dre and just like, <laughs> like but but realistically it's like you know I didn't grow up with Mac Dre you know like being in the Midwest like and then living in New York for four years like I didn't have to fucking play Mac Dre yeah. well, you even, know even, I didn't have to yeah. I didn't hear Mac Dre I mean keep so. it 100 I being here babe, the whole time like I, I know like his hit hits but I'm but like not deep but yeah. I mean shout out to Wavy Baby she has Mac Dre tat like oh his, yeah she's a big bay head yeah, yeah like she has him fucking tad like his portrait on her finger like you know so she taught me so much about and it's wild because it's like this is my first time here but I feel like I've been connected and like every time I meet someone from the bay like it's just cool people it's like I've never had like a bad altercation with someone from the bay so I wanted to make sure I played some hyphy records and like so I think for me it's like I'm gonna do me I'm gonna sound how I sound regardless of you know like what I think I'm going to play but I always feed off the crowd and off of energy like there was so many kids in the crowd like children yeah at at that at undiscovered because clean versions then um no because like you know like they didn't tell me no (laughs) um i also don't like having clean versions of music i it's like a pet peeve to have two versions of the same song to me unlike the just the organizing tip for you just yeah i don't know it's like it gives me anxiety to like (laughs) to just see the name of a song twice i don't know it's weird but i mean the other djs were playing songs that had curse words so i was like i wasn't impressed but i was like you know what i want to be respectful and make sure that they have fun and like the age range like there was 90 year old lolas in the crowd so i wanted to make sure it plays a little song for everybody you know Uh um what'd you play for the lolas that, that's what did I play for, for the listeners? Lola's, Lola's grandmas. Yes. Um, I mean, I played a lot of like old school shit. Well, that's not really for the Lola's. New edition. I played Got to Give It Up. Um, uh, Marvin Gaye. That, that? Yeah. I used to go out. Yeah. Okay. Marvin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, just a lot of like vibey shit. I played Apache, um, you know, to get the crowd involved. But then I did me. Like, I love forcing not forcing, but, like, making people listen to shit that they don't know. Like, I'm so into, like, Violet Funk right now and just, like, I'm just, it's it makes me want to dance. So, you know, it's like, okay, well, I know that you probably don't know this song, like, for sure. You, you don't know this song, but, like, I'm going to introduce it to you. Like, that's, I think DJs also forget that part. It's like, 
that's also your job. You know what I mean? Like, not only are you supposed to keep, A, the crowd dancing, but B, like, as a DJ, you're supposed to introduce people to new music, you know? Like, this is your craft. Like, you love music way more than everybody, right? That's why you were a DJ to begin with. But people just get so caught up in having to play the same residency or the same play or whatever like same city so you only play the same songs but for me it's like and it's such a tat like that's why I love traveling so much is because I get to do that I get to play for people in their city I get to introduce and represent Chicago in a different city and allow people to hear me I played house I played juke I played jersey club I played trap I played old school hip-hop I played new school hip-hop I played reggae I played dance hall I played Afrobeat those like, are the best parties yeah, the best sets you know you like I, I literally just played cross genre oh my god it was so wild I played ring my bell into fucking Cardi B Bodak Yellow and Bodak Yellow was my last song so it was like my last two songs. It's like 120 to 60. I've, half, half, I've half, yeah. never fucking played those records back to back. I never would have guessed anyone. Right. <laughs> and that shit hit. Like, Good. you know, so I played Ring My Bell and, you know, it was like, yeah, everybody was dancing to bum, disco. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, and yeah. Dun, dun. Like the, the, the then, bells come in. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> you little bit. You can't. And then it was like, not only were the kids involved, like not only did it get the crowd hype, like, and on top of that, like I opened for a two- Panais that rap, you know? So it was like, you know, it was important for me to Rocky, make sure. Rocky Rivera and Rocky Ruby. and Ruby, like, yo, they murdered their sets. And I don't even think that I understood. <laughs> I Well, good, because if I knew the relevance, like, of what was happening, then I would have freaked out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, w- I really would have, like, psyched myself out and had a, a shitty set because it's always, like, you against yourself, you know, as an artist. But, yeah, like, afterwards, like, seeing them both perform it was like yo I did that like I just I literally just opened for like the two illest like Panay rappers right now they're just both dope too they're both really really dope they're just talented people dope humans and really really great at what they do and you know Ruby brought out two young Panay's and like one rapped like one of her songs and it was just such a beautiful performance she performed with a band and like you know like that's what I mean by it's like you know you can tell when people are are genuine and want to help other people like she had an all Filipino band that's supporting other people's art so that we could all eat so that they could all like you know shine as a group like that was so beautiful to me and like to hear her songs live with a band was so different than you know hearing her live performing on a track yeah. you know this this Just idea of community element. that you this idea of community that you're very that uh, matters a lot to you yeah did that kind of, did that kind of come from your older brothers that were DJing because you mentioned you're involved with you were kind of bringing the records yeah. and you, is that kind of where it starts um, or is it was there any any that kind of connects you know I think so I have a whole musical family a uh, little background like my mom was a singer and got to the U.S. by being in a traveling band. She's been to every state, and she picked Chicago. She loves Chicago the most. Um, so, like, she was an artist, and she's one out of 13 kids, so she's the only one who made it to the U.S., you know? Yeah, so it's, like, coming from that, and, like, honestly, my mom, and she came to Philippinex, which was so important to me, and one of my... Yeah, big, I saw that. I was dope. Yeah, yeah. yeah that made me wonder, my, yeah. So, does she get big, what you do? Does she understand? She, she um, mm-mm. <laughs> I, <laughs> 
I'm I just think, saying because so many immigrant parents, because I'm first generation too, yeah. and so is John. We were just talking about that. Is that explaining what you do to your parents yeah, is yeah. like a, a trippy she thing. She gets the concept of DJing, right? She understands that I DJ. Okay. But um, so I also wrapped the windows. I did a, um, me and my boy JP, like we curated a photo shoot. And so, like, Filipinx faces were on the windows yeah. of the annex so that when you drove down Chicago Avenue, you could see, like, Filipinx faces. And Louis des- did design his design Louis Guzman. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I got my mom and we were walking up, I was like, look, mom. I'm like, look, that's Chris. And, you know, he's my best friend. Like, she's known him our whole lives, too. And she's like, oh, that's Chris. Anak, that's you? Take a pic. Let me take a picture. Like, oh, my God. You know, so... Then when I when we got into the space, you know, she's like, she's so much herself. This is where I get all like, you know, like my social skills from. She's introducing herself and that's my daughter. And, you know, um, hello, nice to meet you. And she's like, when are you going to DJ? And I was like, oh, not till later, mom. I think I'm going to go last, you know. So she understands the concept that I'm a DJ. So then like. Miranda, the the project manager of the annex, was just like, "It's so nice to meet you. Like, aren't you proud of your daughter? Like, she organized all of this. Like, and she's like, what? What? How did she she know? did? She did? Yeah. Like, yo. Like, I mean, d- explaining that to my mom was the easiest part. Like, I'm still like, me and my dad are still like, my dad thinks I still have a full time job, and you know, I, he doesn't know that I'm fully tatted. Um, we actually kind of like had this like. It was a beautiful conversation because, like, now that I'm an adult, like, there's definitely more communication as opposed to, like, him just being angry. Um, But he, like, saw the tattoo on my hand. Like, I'm fucking tatted. You know, like, clearly I'm tatted. But, like, you know, out of respect for my dad because I know he doesn't like it, like, I... Covered up. Covered up. And, like, you know, I try not to use my hands as much. (laughs) Just wear gloves in the Chicago summertime? Yo, you should have seen me. I went to, (laughs) we went to Grand Canyon earlier this year and, like, I had a bandana. I had my neck tattoo already. So I had a bandana. I had a bucket hat. I had a hoodie in Arizona. Like, so, yeah, it was wild. And how he didn't question any of that, I don't know. But he was probably happy to see the Grand Canyon. It's like, uh, yeah, he was just like, (laughs) my daughter dresses weird. Like, that's that's fine. We'll talk about the Thanksgiving. My mom is so supportive. I'm so grateful. And, you know, like, my dad doesn't really get it. Like, I graduated. I graduated art school when I was 20. Like, I graduated, had a bachelor's when I was 20. So you're so cheap. You've been an achiever, it sounds like. This is your I thing. I set goals. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I set goals for myself. And I'm, I'm just never like, okay, like, we're here. Like, I'm, I never feel like I'm quite there, you know? And I think that's my own mental battle. But, like, for me, it's like, how do I outdo myself? How do I do better? Like... Until I have, <laughs> until I'm a millionaire, A, B, until, and it's not like, you know, that there's a price tag, but it's like, that's how I really will say that I'm working as hard as I should be, you know, like in my own head. Like I'm working hard, I know that, but until I can take care of everybody that I love around me, in my head, like monetarily, like a million dollars, I should be able to do that, you know, like I can give my mom a crib, I can, you know, make sure that. My God kids are taken care of. I just got life insurance. I got approved for life insurance, like, last month. And, like, you know, like, naming my beneficiaries, like, until I have... I'm like, well, I could change it when I have kids, right? Like, because obviously, like, I want to have my kids. But knowing that all my money can go to my God kids, like, to my brother's children, like, that shit. Like, just, that's a whole new feeling, you know? Like, this is my first year, like, being 
a brand like getting my LLC and you know getting <laughs> real health insurance and life insurance and you know that in itself was an accomplishment you know because it's like man you know like I was a starving artist for so long you know and like this this year was the first time I took a real vacation where I didn't DJ you know every time I've traveled I've like oh let me DJ to make the money back Try for the it, yeah, flight, you yeah, know, like I, even and out, like yeah. whatever, like, but I'll still be able to go somewhere and see shit. Like, yeah, and, and it was fucked up because I was like trying to like shame myself. I'm like, no, I should I should just stay and work some more. I think it's immigrant, children immigrant yeah. mentality. I think it's that also same time being a creative person because we do torture ourselves. Some creative people, they don't have this, this you know, bug in their brain, but I kind of have it where, you know, it's never really good enough. It's not perfect. So right. you kind of, it could be better. It could be better. It could mm-hmm. be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should try better. You know, like I'm studying piano. It's like, oh, you could, you could write better chords. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, dude. And right. then, and you, and you look at other people's art or their music and it's like, I wish I had that type of confidence just to be like, oh yeah, it's cool. Whatever. Like I, I envy that. Yeah. I guess I envy that. So Same. I identify what you're saying. It's, yeah. And John too. It's yeah. so, it's so hard. I'm also a Virgo. So I'm like a perfectionist. Like if it's not, to my standard I'd rather not put it out and that's why I have so much trouble with putting out mixes and like being a DJ like it's like how I can be scrutinized the most I'd rather have people like come to my live set because they can like share this feeling with me right but when I put like a specific product out I'm like oh shit like this is gonna live this lives you know and it's like I'm getting better at like trying not to think about that and just being like yo like I'm a D like, that's what I do. Like I have to create so that people and like understanding that sometimes people aren't looking like they're just like looking to me to have something be playing, you know, like where to me, it's like, it has to be perfect. Every blend has to be perfect. Every level has to be perfect if it doesn't. And like, you know, my drop comes in a second too late. Like, and I don't know if all DJs think like this, you know, I some do. I mean, for the longest time I've been DJing my whole life and I just put out, I've I've done a lot of mixes, but always like produce like on a four track or Ableton, but I finally put out my first like live mix Mm. and because only because I nailed every mix. Like, yeah. okay, perfect. Otherwise, I would have never put it out because right. we have that same, exactly. oh, could have been better, could have been better. And that's going to, I think that motivates us to keep sharpening our knives, mm-hmm. but also prevents us from like taking them out. It's like, mm. no, nah, it wasn't. Right. You know. Yeah. And, you know, and so I was telling somebody about how like I hate putting, I don't hate, but like my last mix was um, Honey Blossom. And it yeah, was, I listened to that today yeah, actually. And it, yeah. it's like some of my favorite songs. So it's so special to me. And my niece is talking on the intro. Yeah, and, I was like, you know, that, yeah. and, and so it's something like that where it's like, I want to listen to that shit all the time. But if I were to put a hip hop mix out or like a, a trap mix, it like kind of puts a timestamp and dates the mix. Whereas like you can't listen to it all the time. You know, like that trap record came out. And, you know, it's starting to all kind of blend in and be the same BPM and sound yeah, the same. 65, 70. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, you know, that's not my favorite, but I know that that's what people want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they want the turn up mix. Like It's yeah. hard. Like, right? Fulfill, so, a, fulfill like a market demand. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I liked themed mixes. I don't like, I hate the word open format in, by itself <laughs> okay. in general. What, what, is, what is your version of open format and why do you hate it? Two questions. I want... <laughs> I want people to be like, do you, just say like, do you, you know what I mean? Like if it's open format, that means like, yo, play anything, you know, but the word open format just sounds so off putting to me just cause it's like, oh, when people are like, I'm an open format DJ, it's like, 
that means you're just a DJ. Like, you, should, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you should be able to play everything. Like, that's the whole point. Like, you know, or if you're a trap, like, and there's some people that like, Shorty, you're just a trap DJ. That's okay. But call yourself that. Do that. Like, if you're going to like own one genre, like be really fucking good at it, you know, like, and that's where we're at, right? That's where we're at musically, where it's like, you know, somebody can just be one genre type of DJ. I don't know. Like, it's weird because, like, in AM, like, AM, like, coined being able to, like, make hip-hop work in the EDM world and, like, you know, like, do edits or, like, in Vegas. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So It's a whole different animal. It's That's a whole different animal. Like, I love playing, like, some edits or, like, the homies that do selection, like, that do, you know, edits and down-tempo, like, versions of shit, like... That's beautiful, like you know, that's like a whole that's sound. their whole like, yeah, sound. Like when I like, do, yeah. I do a night. Like I would say, I have to like stop playing remixes because like, there's so many out there, and then it's ballet remixes, there's dance yeah, remixes, there's yeah. just regular good blends of yeah. two different artists. Like that's it's, so. Yo, it's there's a lane for everybody now, which is so tight, you know. But for me, it's like I love it all. Yeah, I you're love music it all. person. There's, there, I can't play any country music. Like, no, that's, that country, you know, country, they, they like country, country, and like. For real, fist pumping EDM, like yeah. I can't do that. Like I can, I can, I can do a set. Like <laughs> if the check is nice enough, <laughs> yeah. But it's not, it's not my favorite. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm not weathered in country music. Like Fuck no. I, like, I know that's gonna. Piss I know the, off. I, you know, I know the, the hits. Like I know the, the shit that I should know. Like you, or you know what's on karaoke. You know what I mean? Like that you sang when you were a kid, but like. Or at least I did. Um, yeah, I'm looking at you. I, that was, I, don't I know, was like, oh, nobody else up there. Yeah. Uh, no, because like when I don't when I, break I, my, I know you know that one. Like, yeah, come on, that's, but that's country. more like pop Amer- country, American songbook shit. It's like you hear, you know, it's still country that falls into the. Country. But when I, I've I've turned down gigs, country, like, you know, because I don't know that music, um, and I guess and it's something I have to work through and. I have this. I have a very kind of bad association with it. Like people are into country, especially now politically. I'm. I'll be fucking honest. So I'm just like, I'm good. I'll. I'll. You know. It's also. I just don't know that genre. I know. Yeah, and absolutely. I just realized. I literally just found out three weeks ago that there's like a like DJ City has like a country s- section on their site. I'm like, wow. You can even like why? Yeah. So hmm. that's how disconnected I am from country, and I'm hey. totally okay with that. And I do See? not have any interest. So fuck I'm talking it. all this shit. I should be able to know country, right? I don't know. But yeah. Put on your spurs. <laughs> I mean, but it's like the biggest genre though, right? Like in terms of like in Good. America, Good like for, for listeners. I'm, I'm, yo, you, it's, yeah, yeah. No. I mean, I don't, I'm, just, I'm not hating. Like I, it's just my, not my personal, yo, but country songs, like when you hear the lyrics to country songs, they be saying the wildest shit. They be talking about the most ridiculous, yo, like give us give us a, a tidbit. Um, <laughs> it's always there's always a pickup truck. <laughs> there's always a pickup truck involved, and like my blue jean, like you know, like just what? Now I'm making up shit, but like please just look up the lyrics to any like country song, country song, and you'd be baffled. But you know, but I do love like Post Malone had like a country record. On his, I like. I love when people try to make country cool, though. Like to where yeah, I can understand it. Works. it. There's, there's been times. There's some Bill Weather stuff I like that's got a country vibe. Like, oh, this is okay, pretty. Okay, yeah, but not. I mean, like, like, tw- like new school, like 
Post Malone, I forgot the fuck the name is, but like on his album, like he had a country song and I was like, yo, actually, I fuck with this, you know, like, and Tierra Whack, like sang in like a country accent oh, on, on her album. Oh, the new one, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I fuck with this, you know, but they also are giving a variety, right? So like, I don't hate country music, but it has to be like in a, in a way, soul. yeah, in a way that I can relate because otherwise I'm just like. In the back of my pickup yeah, truck. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, nah, nah. Yeah, my boy, he said, uh, I'm a really big Prince fan. And he goes, you know what? If you think about it, Purple Rain's a, a country song. Like, start singing in a country way. And I was like, oh, fuck, man. Like, I had to, Damn. yeah, it really met. And then I saw Stevie Wonder a couple of years ago and he started doing, like, as a joke, Science Hill and Delivered as um, in a country version. Like, we'll just fuck with people. He likes to goof off yeah, on stage. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. Like, can wow. you? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? But that's what I mean. Where it's done to where it's like... It connects. With, yeah, yeah, like where we can relate. Because otherwise, like, I'm not wearing no country boots. I'm not wearing no, like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, no plaid. Like, it's uh-huh. not... Gallon hat. Well, I think that's the next project. A country... Matt, no, nah, don't. Nah, 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 fuck all that. that. You, you, you have, you, your time is if more King important. Marie, now. If King Marie puts out a country mix, yo, uh, I'd be um, surprised. Yeah. I'd be like, called it King Marie. I knew it. Yeah. She did love country. King, after King Marie and like <laughs> and the Clarkettes or some shit like that. So, uh, since we're talking about music, I always ask this to guests on the show if there's like a song. So, you, you need like, you need to get pumped up. You need to get focused. You're about to go to the gym. You're about to go to an important meeting. What's one song that you put on that's going to like get your shit right? Ooh. I mean, it, it, I think it could change from music. It changes almost every day, every week. But what's one that comes to mind instantly? I don't know if I have. I don't know if I have a song for me to get focused. I know that I have songs that relate to like how I'm feeling mm-hmm. more so. Mm. But if it is so, this is me answering the question. Like, yeah. I, it has to be like, what do I play when I when I want to get focused? Yeah. I guess if I relate it to my feelings. Usually when I when I'm not focused, that means that I'm sad. Because if I'm focused, then I'm just going. Like I'm just already doing. You know what I mean? Like I'm just that kind of person. I don't really need a song to like get me going. But if I'm not focused, that means that yeah, like I'm I'm kind of like I'm not having you in your bag. Yeah, like I'm just not balanced. I would say Erica Badu, the healer. Oh, nice. Kind of always, I mean, a lot of a lot of Badu. There's a lot of Badu records that kind of get me there. Um, there's art, okay. So when my anxiety is up, it's Frank Ocean or Stevie Wonder or Erica Badu that kind of brings me back to center. And then songs sp- specifically by those artists. So, yeah, so it's Badu, The Healer, um, Frank Ocean, Swim Good, and Stevie Wonder, All I Do. Those are like all my jams. Yeah. Hell those yeah. are those are three of my favorite songs. And like being a DJ, it's hard to have favorite songs. But like, yeah, if if I had to like the, I had to break that all the way down. Cause I'm like, man, like, nah, there's nothing that like where I'm like, yeah, like get pumped up, like, you know, I'm about to go shoot some free throws type shit. Like <laughs> it's it's more like, yeah, if I'm not focused, it's cause like my my feelings and like I just feel like off balance. And it's usually because like, yeah, because my anxiety's up or, you know, like, I'm just overwhelming myself. But, yeah, those three artists and those three songs specifically are the ones that, like, kind of, like, calm me down and... Get you centered. And get me centered, yeah. That's what's up. No, and this is what this podcast is for. People could talk about their anxieties and yeah, their family stuff and their music yeah. stuff. So, cool. Anything you want to, like, let people know, add at the end, uh, final words for you? Yeah, man. I don't know. I'm just... I'm grateful for anyone that listens, you know, that in general... 
everything happens for a reason. I'm grateful for friendships and like, you know, being able to be on the other side of the country and talk to y'all. So whoever's listening, like, you know that you have a purpose, know that you're meant to do great things on this earth and in this lifetime. And uh, if you ever need anyone to talk to, please DM me. I'm, I'm with the shits. Uh, like, really, like, I think in this world, like, people need to know that they're not alone. Like, I think that's also a really important thing to to kind of just put out there, like, yo, check on your friends, you know, look after the people that you love. Yeah, know that you're not alone. Uh Kim Marie got you. And also, is it no good and do good? Is that no better, do better? If you know better, do better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Be a good person. And that's how we do it. Thank you very much, King Marie. Thank you. That was fucking awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Over the set podcast is King Most, my man, John Reyes. Thank you for tuning in. All right.